Well, good morning and welcome to church, Crossroads family. I'm excited to be celebrating this Christmas season with you, especially as we continue this series called It's a Wonderful Life. And I got to be honest with you, I'm excited about this upcoming week as we prepare to celebrate Christmas Eve together. You guys, our Christmas Eve experience is going to be absolutely fantastic. It's happening on December 23rd and 24th here at our Goshen campus. And you guys, it's the perfect event to invite friends and family to join you at. With the live nativity, the hot chocolate and cookies. I mean, I would come just for the hot chocolate and cookies. I'm not going to lie to you. With all of the amazing things they're going to be having with the photos with Santa, the, the intimate times where we read through the Christmas story, where we sing Christmas carols, where we have that candlelight experience just celebrating the fact that Jesus is here. Guys, Join us. Be part of this event. It's going to be an amazing week ahead here at Crossroads. On top of that, our St. Pete campus is coming to life. Uh, Remember, our Christmas offerings are going toward helping launch this campus and help us continue connecting people with Jesus. So one final push, one final reminder, if you can, give above and beyond your regular tithes and offerings, and let's give a Christmas offering to Jesus this year, connecting people to Jesus as, as best as we possibly can. There are exciting days ahead of us here at Crossroads. I believe by far and away our best days are in front of us. I'm looking forward with great anticipation to what God is going to do in this upcoming year. Now, we're diving into this topic today of love. What I love about the Advent season is that we are able to focus in on the hope, the peace, the love, and the joy that we celebrate in the birth of Jesus. He brings us all of these things. And while the world tries its best to fill all of these gaps in our lives the best way that the world knows how, anything and everything that the world has to offer us in these categories falls way short of what we find in Jesus. When I put my hope in Jesus, I am trusting in his promises for my life. I'm putting my faith in the future tense, and I'm believing with all of my heart that God is who he says he is and that his promises are going to be true. When I put my trust in his promises, when I realize that God is with me, that he has paid the price that I could not pay, that Jesus restores my relationship with God, that helps me to experience peace that the Bible describes as as passing all understanding. It is a peace that I can only find in Jesus that guards my heart and it guards my mind. It keeps me focused on the reality that I have been made right with God. I am walking with him. There is nothing that the world can offer you that that surpasses that level of peace that Jesus can give us. And today we're talking about the love that God has for us, the love that we celebrate in Jesus, stepping out of heaven, becoming a man so that we could experience this new life with him. And the reality is today, you are loved. That's a message we speak loudly uh, here at Crossroads because we believe it to be true. I believe today that you are dearly and deeply loved by God. God loves you and there is nothing that you can do about it. And I believe that from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. There is nothing you can do that makes God love you any less. And I think a lot of times when it comes to experiencing God's love, we fall into the trap of thinking that everything in my life has to be perfect. Like I have to be perfect for God to love me. Or if my life isn't perfect, it's because God is somehow punishing me or he doesn't love me. And I want to just stop you right there and, and just circle this here for a moment God loves you, and there is nothing that you can do about that. 
And when we talk about the wonderful life, man, the wonderful life that God has called us to, it's filled with hope that comes from knowing Jesus. It gets filled with peace that comes from realizing I am right with him. I have a relationship with God. And it comes from this knowledge, the wonderful life of realizing how dearly and deeply loved by God that I am. I am his child. And so I want to encourage you today with the reality that this wonderful life that God has called us to is filled with experiencing God's love in our lives. And we can see that throughout the Christmas story. I love in Luke chapter 2 how it all comes to life. We are able to witness and experience the birth of Jesus. And I want to walk through this with you today to highlight the idea that God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. And he loves you in any situation. It says in Luke chapter 2 verse 1, at that time the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. This is a big deal. It, it, it involves everyone. Everybody's got to go back to where they started to get counted. And it says, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. Now, there's a couple of important things that we see here. Number one, he's got to travel to Bethlehem. That might seem like a very trivial or insignificant detail, but I hope you realize this. In the Old Testament, there are hundreds of prophecies about the promised Messiah, about Jesus himself. These prophecies all had to come true in the life of the Messiah. And so when you think about the reality that in Micah 5 verse 2, it says that this ancient one will be born in Bethlehem, that eliminates everyone who claims to be the Messiah that wasn't born in Bethlehem. So this is an important detail, right? Joseph has to leave his town where he's, you know, established himself and go to Bethlehem for a short time just for this census. And it's while he's in Bethlehem that Jesus is born fulfilling the prophecy that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. These are those small details in the Bible that sometimes you can overlook, but that's fascinating. It makes a difference. Anyone who claims to be Jesus, anyone who claims to be the Son of God, the promised Messiah that's not born in Bethlehem, boom, you're out because that prophecy doesn't apply to you. It's not fulfilled in your life. These are the details that all come together in the life of Jesus that help us prove Man, Jesus fulfilled prophecies that were written about him hundreds of years before he was born. And that's one of those sacred and special moments that we see in scripture. Well, the other piece of this that's also interesting is that they've got to make a trip. And it's like 80 miles away. I mean, when you talk about going from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it's, it's a bit of a trek. I mean, in our terms, I mean, up here in Goshen, Elkhart, Indiana, it's like going, to, going over to Chicago, right? And you didn't have the car, right? You got to walk that thing. You got to have a donkey. It's, it's an arduous trip. Add in the fact that Mary is pregnant. She's about to have this baby. This is not a pleasant experience, all right? It's, it's not ideal. I'm sure that they were struggling with this. This is not great. And yet what we realize is that even when the chaos of life just surrounds us, God is there and God still loves you. And I think right now we're experiencing all types of chaos and confusion in life. But I want you to know today, and I want, you, I want to encourage you with these words, we can experience God's love in the confusion. We can experience God's love in the confusion. There's a lot going on right now. I mean, in our community, especially up here in northern Indiana, you guys, we're, we're dealing with 
all of these uh, COVID uh, cases coming to the hospitals, our hospitals being overrun. There's just so much going on right now. It's hard to really keep track of what's going on and, and, and keep pointing in the right direction through all of the confusion that happens. And yet God promises us all throughout Scripture that he is here. That no matter what we face, no matter how confusing, no matter how chaotic life gets, God is with us, and his love for us is unfailing. It continues. I love what it says in Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. I'm going to tell you, that paints a pretty bleak picture, right? Earthquakes are shaking everything. Mountains are falling into the sea. I mean, this is heavy stuff. David's saying, no, God is my refuge, he's my strength, he's my source in these times of trouble. i got to be honest, this, this week uh, I had to officiate a funeral for someone who's been part of Crossroads for years and years and years, a dearly loved saint of our church, his name is Harold Rose. And in officiating his sermon, I was able to experience quite an amazing moment. In meeting with the family before the funeral, they showed me his Bible, and his granddaughter pointed out that in his Bible, in Psalm chapter 46, this scripture, you had Harold's writing on this weathered Bible that you could tell was used an awful lot, which is a great thing to have uh, when you leave this earth, a Bible that's well-worn. That is a great sign of your relationship with Jesus and the time spent with him. But in the footnote besides uh, Psalm 46, Harold had wrote in his own writing, I love this exclamation point. And he kind of circled Psalm 46. And it just spoke to his heart, the passion that he had for Jesus, and the reality, the testimony that God is our refuge. God is our strength in times of confusion, in times of chaos. When you can't tell which way is up, God is still with you, and he still loves you. You are dearly and deeply loved by God. And I just want to challenge you in this moment to take a breath. Life might be coming at you a million miles, right, million, million miles an hour right now, and you might not know what's going on. God is there. He loves you. And if you take a breath, and if you realize God is your source of refuge, he is your source of strength, I encourage you today, put your trust in him. Put your trust in his promises for your life. That is the hope that we have in Jesus. Let his peace that transcends all understanding guard your heart and mind because he loves you today, and there is nothing that you can do about it. Don't forget that. This story continues on in Luke 2.5. It says, he took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who is now expecting a child. I mean, again, this is just a terrible situation. You've got the woman who's nine months pregnant. She's ready to give birth at any time. They're going to make this terrible trip. It would have been about a four-day journey. They average about 20 miles a day on a, on a trek like this. Four days of riding the donkey, making this trip while you're nine months pregnant to go to this place that you really weren't prepared to go to and you weren't planning on heading to, toward. And so when they finally arrive, everything's out of control. Everything's chaotic. And it's challenging. I mean, this is a difficult situation. I think a lot of times we look at the Christmas story through the lens of tradition and we think, oh, what a beautiful setting. You know, the manger scene with the cow and the donkey and the sheep. That's a terrible place to be when you're having to give birth to a baby. That's an awful beginning for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There are challenges here that Joseph and Mary had to face. They had to walk through these moments that were difficult and yet there is the reality that we can experience God's love 
throughout all of the challenges that we face in life. In fact, I would contend with you today that it's in our challenges when we're willing to continue trusting God, experiencing his hope, allowing his peace, which transcends all understanding, to guard our hearts and minds. I would contend with you today that it's in the midst of these challenges that we face where we can experience God's love to the fullest. If I'm being completely honest with you, the first winter that we moved back up here to Indiana from Florida was a really, really difficult winter for my wife and I. We had just had our son Carter. He was, one, he was a one-year-old, and we were living in a house. I kid you not. There were mice all over the place. The electrical box looked like it was a fire hazard. It was going to be a problem, and it never got warmer than 57 degrees in this house. It was geothermal, and it, was, it just didn't work. It, there was the geo or the thermal was missing. I'm not sure which, but it, it never got over 57 degrees, and in the midst of all of that, we've moved up here from Florida. We had just built a house. Oh, the whole real estate crisis was happening. All the, the value of homes was dropping every month, and we're stuck. I'm paying a mortgage on a house that I can't sell in Florida. We're running out of money. I'm in a house that doesn't get over 57 degrees, and I'm going, I still own a house in Florida. It's still 80 degrees and sunny there. God, what are you doing to us? It was really challenging, and we realized. We hit about February of that first year here, and we realized, man, car broke down. We're dipping into all of our retirement money. We're, we're realizing that by the end of February, we're basically going to be down to zero and we're out of money. And it's, it's those moments in life that I look back and I realize, man, God was all over that, that moment. I will never forget Dana and I getting on our knees on the love seat in front of the fireplace in his house because it was the only place that was warm. <laughs> uh, we, we knelt down there together and we just prayed, God, we believe we're being obedient but man, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, we're about to be broke and going in the hole here. Can you, can you just give us a sign? I mean, if this is what you want us to be doing, make something happen because this isn't making any sense. And no joke, it was two days later, we got an offer on our house that was almost to the dollar what we owed on it, which back in those days, that was awesome. It's like, oh, I have gotten rid of this house. This is fantastic. And we were finally able to get into a house that had a thermostat that you actually set it for like 72 degrees. It stayed 72. It was awesome. Uh, there were no mice. It was amazing. No fire hazards. What a life we lived. And the idea is there that, man, in those challenges, man, if you just stay faithful, I think what you realize is the truth in your life that God is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. God is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who provides. At Christmas, we celebrate that he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And I want to encourage you today. Don't allow yourself to be discouraged or depressed or think that God has forgotten about you. You're going through a time of chaos and confusion. You're just dealing with all kinds of stuff that you just have very challenging times that you are trying to endure. God loves you. There's nothing that you can do about that. He has not forgotten you. In fact, I would continue lean into this moment because you will experience God's love in the face of these challenges. Don't give up. God is with you. I think in these times, it's, it's important to think about the practical verses and the wisdom that we see from Scripture. In James chapter 1, it says this, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, and they will, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I tell you, that seems so backward, but what an amazing promise to realize that God is with you. You can experience joy in any circumstance because God is with you. He still loves you. 
For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. I have a chance to become more like Jesus. I have a chance to lean into his presence in my life and to, ex to experience his love. No matter how chaotic, no matter how confusing the situation gets, no matter how challenging I, uh, of a situation I find myself in, God is there. He loves me. He has not left me. He has not failed me. He will keep his promises. You continue having hope, trusting his promises for your life. You continue experiencing his peace that passes all understanding, that guards your heart and mind, and you experience his love in the middle of life's storms. That is possible because of what Jesus has done for us. And getting back to his birth in Luke chapter 2, it says this, And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. This is very interesting to me because when you think about the promised Messiah, I mean, this guy was prophesied about 400 years before he arrived on planet Earth, the Son of God who steps out of heaven and becomes a man. I think every one of us would just picture this mighty warrior, this person who's going to be a champion, a king on a, just an amazing throne in an amazing palace living the, the most amazing life. And then you consider the humble circumstances of how Jesus entered this world. Could have come in any way he wanted to. And he's born <laughs> in a manger. No room in the hotel here. Uh, you can just stay out in the shed. That's where he's born, by the cow, by the donkey. I think there was a camel that showed up later. That's a weird part of the story that we, we merge those two things together, and they happen at different times. But the setting was so humble. That's how God chose to step into planet Earth. I want you to remember today that you can experience God's love in any circumstance. You might not be in a place where, where you would like to be. You might be hurting you might be walking through times that are challenging. You might be experiencing times of confusion right now. I want you to know this. God is with you. I don't want you to forget for a second today that God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. He is the God who heals. He is the God who provides. He is with you. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. I say this again. God loves you. And there is nothing you can do about it. My prayer today is that no matter where you find yourself in life, no matter what it is that you are dealing with this season that we all find ourselves in, I want you to remember that you can experience God's love in any situation, in any circumstance that you find yourself in. I love the power of John 3, 16 and 17, the most famous verse in the Bible. It's famous for a reason. It says this, this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That is the love that God has for you. It is a selfless, sacrificial love that serves. This is love that is so much deeper than any feeling or emotion. This is a love that will do anything for you. His love is patient. It is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it does not keep any record of wrongs. The love of God for you, it never fails. My prayer for you today is that you will experience the love of God in your life this Christmas season, that you won't allow yourself to become discouraged by the circumstances or the confusion or the challenges that you are facing today. Put your trust in God's promises for your life. Walk in his hope this Christmas season. 
lean into his presence in your life. May you experience his peace that passes all understanding, that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And may you experience fully his love in your life this Christmas season. Can we pray together? Jesus, I thank you for who you are and for the incredible love that you have for us for the peace that you offer us with you that is found in Jesus, this extraordinary gift that we celebrate that you have given us this Christmas season. God, I ask that you would help us to lean into your promises, to lean into the relationship that you offer us, that this Christmas season we would fully experience your hope, your peace, and your love in our lives. May we lean into your presence. May we walk with you more closely this Christmas season. And God, may we celebrate fully the birth of your son and all that you have done for us. God, we love you and we praise you today because you are good. We pray this in your holy and mighty name. Amen.